It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Aditi Kinkabwala, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, is now joining us live from Pittsburgh. What's up, Aditi? Hi, everybody. I'm so sorry I'm late this morning. It's all right. We were just having a fiery debate about a comeback player of the year. And she had she didn't hear it probably because she wasn't on. Yeah. So let's not tell her right. any of us said. Who would you tell vote us for? Who will win it and who oh. should win it? Oh should, gosh. Should we give I, you some of the top candidates? Yes. Based yes. On? Please. So some of the <clears throat> obviously you have Demar Hamlin. We all think he shouldn't. He should get his own. He's the Vegas favorite category. I mean, he hasn't played really this year. But of the right. legitimate candidates, you have Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield. And Matthew Stafford. And those are the one, two, three, and four choices. Yeah. From and, I, and I will say of those three guys that each one of the three of us picked one of those three guys, picked different guys, but we won't tell you who picked who. So go ahead. Well, I know that you didn't pick Baker. You can go with that. <laughs> You're that's right, not, but I did say I did say he'd be my looking. second choice. Baker was your second choice. He was my second choice, yeah. Really? You're willing to give him some? I always he keep did. it real, Aditi. I always give my honest opinions, and he's played pretty well this year. So who do you um, have? I, you know what? I'll have to tell you. So I love the Joe Flacco story. I am completely on the record having said that. However, since it is about the entire year and not just the last month, I would go with Baker. I really would. So unfortunately, you got it wrong, Aditi. Watching, just watching Baker with his teammates, watching Baker with his coaches, watching Baker on that sideline, seeing the way that people respond to him, knowing how he was written off as completely dead three teams last year. Just the whole mess of all of it. What he has overcome in what did he have? Four head coaches, four offenses, four play callers. Then just in Cleveland. Then being sent to Carolina, Carolina and then the Rams. Then we going have to Los Angeles. Yeah, I he's done some. He's also been that player that elevates guys around him. I just he's a great story too. He's a great, great, great story, and I think for a whole body of work, for a whole season, and Joe. As much as I love Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco stepped into a team that was a team that already had this established close-knit nature, this culture, this defense, this run game, this offensive line. That was all there. Baker had to help build a lot of that. And I don't mean personnel, but just build a new culture in the post-Tom Brady era. And he had to earn it. You know, He went through a quarterback competition. Like you said, stepping in for the GOAT of all time. Right. Aditi, let me explain to you why you and Jay are both wrong and why the answer is clearly Matthew Stafford, not Joe Flacco. Matthew Stafford uh, has won more games than Baker despite playing one less. He plays in a significantly better division. They got the 49ers and the Seahawks in that division. Baker's playing against nobody. Uh, Matthew Stafford is 4-5 and five in games against teams over 500. Not great, but not terrible. Baker is 1-6 against teams over 500. Uh, if, if Baker played in any other division, he would not be going to the playoffs. The Rams were supposed to be just as bad, if not worse, than the Bucks this year. Uh, both of them were equally terrible. They both were horrible last year. People thought Stafford was finished because of his injury. Stafford made the Pro Bowl. That's by the executives and coaches. Baker did not. 
Uh, he's got a better QBR. He's got less turnovers. He's got more okay, yards per game. I mean, right. I don't see where the argument Pro Bowl. is. Pro Bowl is the biggest popularity contest that is Not out there. Agree. How else do you explain Justin Tucker over Dustin Hopkins? I, don't I, give me Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's I, I agree to some point, but when it, Matthew Stafford has earned that over Baker Mayfield. He's played better in a better division. And you want to talk about raising but, okay, the Okay, okay, but you're not talking – you're talking about who is a better quarterback. Yeah. Comeback yes. player that, is who has made the greater comeback. That's Matthew no Stafford was awful Matthew last Stafford year, Edie. He's dead. won a Super Bowl. Nobody had said Matthew Stafford was a bust. Nobody had said Matthew Stafford was never going to be anything and was a – has been, never had been, whatever. That's – Everybody had been. It's not a Baker. point. It's not. And because, what Baker has suffered in being yeah. run out – out of Cleveland. Wasn't run out. He has to be out. To oh, yeah. He has, Come on now. No, 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 no. Comeback out. is about hey, we, yeah, the we ran him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we got him Wait a second. This is not a career achievement award. It is Yeah, but to Aditi's point, it is a comeback. It's not who's the better player. And both were equally bad last year. Yeah, but it's whose comeback story is better. Exactly. You just argue. That was two years ago. There's nothing to do with this award. Does Baker win a Super Bowl? No, because he's not any good. He can't win a Super Bowl. He's not any good. It's a comeback. We, we got to because Jay has to deal with people like Adam who refuse to acknowledge. You're right, and that's he, he, I shouldn't say he's not any good. He's good. decent. He's decent. Well, look, we got to move to other topics. So, yeah. but Bull gave you his case for Matthew Stafford, and it's a fine case. And he did. He's had a fine year. Yep. I'll just read a couple of things that will blow you away. It blew me away. It blew this panel away because he leaves. Bull out, was so worried when I was fumbles. reading my stats. Yeah. He dug into his phone and found who, any number who would have any number. Stafford was who, better. He's got better stats across the who, board. Stafford. Who would have known the comeback player of the year was so? Crucial. It was feisty. So this here, is crazy. here, here's the 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 baseline case for Baker. He's had more touchdowns and fewer picks than Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, and C.J. Stroud. Those are pretty good quarterbacks. He's had more touchdowns than all of them and fewer picks than all of them. Only one quarterback in the league this year has more touchdowns and fewer picks than Baker, and that's Dak Prescott. So, I mean, when you, when you look at what he's done. leaving out rushing touchdowns and fumbles. Okay, throw him in there. Yeah, he, it's, he's not an MVP, it's not an MVP contest. It's which player has had the better comeback. And I just think that's Correct. easy. I think it's easy. It is. It's Matthew Stafford. Okay. Good try. All of that being said, Matthew Stafford is 75 to one long shot. Baker's a 7 to one long shot. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, no, go ahead. I was just throwing the odds out there. Baker's 7 okay. to 1. Stafford's 75 to 1. That's it. Okay. So how are you, Aditi? <laughs> Why are you wearing purple? You know, it's amazing because this is sort of, this is in many ways the best time of year because you've either got a team that is headed to the playoffs or you've got a team that is potentially going to start anew like the Chargers who I have this weekend. You have suspense, whatever. And it feels like I'm just getting wrapped up right now in these sort of like, manufactured anger and in Pittsburgh right now it's over Kenny Pickett and people stirring the pot with unfounded character assassinations <laughs> but the other piece of it is as I you know have been sort of embroiled in this mm. sort of funny that there's this massive quarterback controversy drama nonsense whatever you want to call it in Pittsburgh and not in Cleveland 
Yeah, it's a because, nice change. Oh, there certainly it's would sort of be like this a season. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, <laughs> we, 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 I've thrown it out. We're not having that. I, listen, I, I've vowed to turn everybody off the radio. If you call up and you say anything about Flacco or Watson, I'm cutting you off. I'm, a, I'm going to enjoy my holiday like my dad said. Yeah. You guys better watch out. I'm enjoying my holiday season. Oh. I'm enjoying the playoffs, Aditi. We talk about that down, down the road. Good for you. You Good know for that. You. you know that it's crazy, but you know that if Flacco does well in the playoffs, they're going to be fans that say he should stay as the starter, which is crazy. Of course. But these I mean, two lunatics sitting next to me said them, the Browns though. should sign Flacco to extension right now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's oh, not yeah. just these oh, two yeah. lunatics. Bernie's oh, in yeah. the studio. Yeah. Bernie said the second I asked him the question, oh, in my mind, that, that oh, extension's I, already signed. I can't disagree with Bernie. Come on now. So yeah, if we're idiots, Bernie's in <laughs> Yeah, idiot. but here's what the, pro- here's what the problem is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Are you still committed to Deshaun Watson? And can the two of them coexist? Of course. And is that fair to Deshaun Watson if the first time he throws a pick, the fans are screaming for Flacco? We're saving this conversation. And after Flacco has played this way, wait, after Flacco has played this way, you don't think that he's going to try to go someplace where he could potentially start? I agree. He's good. There's going to be a lot of teams that are lining up. I don't know about a lot. There will be multiple teams lining up to pay Joe Flacco if he makes a deep playoff run with the Cleveland Browns. I think that's the way it's going to be. Aditi, is Russell Wilson going to be the Steelers quarterback next year? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Russell Wilson starting for the Steelers next year? Who is it? Yeah, no. No. Who is it? No. Who will No. Who? I mean, that's that's why there's so much drama and everything here. I don't think I also am on the record saying I don't think that we've really gotten to see who Kenny Pickett can be and that his true potential has not been uncovered because it's been such a disastrous offensive situation for the year and a half. Yeah, but they bring, in, they bring Mason in Mason, uh, Mason uh, Rudolph. Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph is playing in the same system. And he's sure, he's playing well, place. but remember Josh Dobbs was taking the Minnesota Vikings by True. storm, too. You're okay. talking True. about a very oh, small sample sucks. size, okay? And I'm not denigrating anything that Mason Rudolph is doing, but Mason Rudolph had legitimately already begun his planning for next year, which did not involve football. Mason Rudolph was sure that this was the end of his NFL career. He had already started the whole job search in Miami, what he was going to do, what field he would be in, was talking about turning the page and moving on. So Mason Rudolph, in a lot of ways, like Joe Flacco, is playing with house money. There's no pressure on him. There's nothing that he has to prove. This is not Ben Roethlisberger is hurt for the year and Mason Rudolph has to prove that he's an NFL starting caliber quarterback. None of that. There is no pressure on him. He was halfway out the door. And it's wonderful that he's playing this way. There's no guarantee that he plays that way next year. No, I get that. There's, we've had a large sample size of what Mason Rudolph is up until this moment. You certainly hope that if he wants to keep playing, he can keep sustaining this level of success. But again, I would tell you, 
we all thought Josh Dobbs was the second coming Not his me. first few weeks in Minnesota. Look at what happened. I know. You're talking I, about I, two games here. Two I, I games. I agree with that. But I think what it does prove is that can it, if someone can come in, whatever the story is, whoever that player is, whatever their experience level is, if someone can come in and have success in that same identical system, I think to me it it diminishes the argument that the system is broken and it can't be successful. Someone's made it work. Now, sure, I'd but like here, to see here's, it here's what I would term. say. But here's what I would say, Jay. Jay, to that I would say is that the Steelers had an offensive coordinator who game planned, prepped, installed, unlike any other quarterback, any other coordinator in the National Football League. Okay. okay? It was not a setup seen in any other NFL building. What was different? Then about finally, it? Mike Tomlin makes a change and he installs this two headed offensive coordinator situation, which is sort of very odd. There's one coordinator and there's another play caller and they have to work together, but they have to work together within the parameters of what was already installed in August. So how many changes can you really make? But the way that this works is each week you have some cumulative reps, in which case you can do a little bit more and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And yeah. the entire offense as a whole, be it the run game, be it how the wide receivers are used, each week the offense around the quarterback position is getting better yeah, because true. it's one more week removed from that disaster of what was the previous situation. I agree. So, and I'm not the only one who said this. I think it was, I, I hate to misquote, but I believe it was, it was either Dan Orlovsky or Chris Sims, and I shouldn't even name either of them. I think it was Chris Sims who said, hey, Mason Rudolph did some good things, but they weren't against the most outstanding defenses at the moment. And if you look at it, and again, this game is about points. It is not about yards. Right. But Kenny Pickett, in his very first game under this new regime of this two-headed offensive coordinator play caller, actually had more yards against the Cincinnati Bengals than Mason Rudolph did. And I get it. It's about points. It's not about yards. But sometimes finishing the drive, getting in the end zone, those last things are things that happen once you've got those cumulative reps. Well, so again, I'm point. not diminishing. I'm not at all diminishing what Mason Rudolph has done. I'm just saying, let's slow your roll. There I mean, is... this is not Joe Montana here, okay? No, I, like... I know. But, uh, but... Uh, Dee, let, let me ask you this question. Let me give you this. So, so you mean to tell me, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, they, they've had some issues with uh, coordinators, um, you know, moving around. They've had some issues with uh, a quarterback they drafted and a quarterback they've had and some controversy and doing things like that. And it just seems like the Pittsburgh Steelers sound a little bit like the Browns. I mean, I'm like this. Sounds you're for, like you're the, forgetting. They had, you're forgetting some selfish behavior from wide receivers. Yeah, just wide receivers who care more about their own health than helping their team score a so touchdown. Is this forgetting that. is this a knock? Is this a hit? Like I, I'm not saying because here I, I enjoy it all. I, I listen. I've, I've had. Gonna a, finish I enjoy the, the differences. There's the Browns. No, but you know what? Here's what I would say. Is it a change? Yes. Here's what I would say about all of that. Okay. Everything can change in just an instant. So you as Browns fans right now, enjoy this moment. That's Don't true. worry about next yeah. year. I Don't agree. sit yeah. here yeah. and say, what do uh -huh. we do with Joe Flacco and Deshaun Watson? Don't sit here and say, what about this person and that person's contract? You have no idea what's happening next year because life comes at you fast in the National Football League. <laughs> right. So don't waste True. this moment. This yeah. is an amazing go. ride right now for the Cleveland Browns fans. Enjoy it. 
Don't and we've wait had, for what, the next two winning seasons. Don't be looking to tomorrow. Enjoy today. Yes, especially Aditi when you're relying on your defense because we know that from year to year, it's not like just relying on your quarterback where the guy's good. He's usually going to be good most years. Whereas I, I've heard, I, I, I was listening to my old radio show yesterday for a little while, and it was a couple of callers in a row that said, oh, this is the start of great things for the Browns. Their defense is going to be great for years. Maybe, no. but you can't predict that from year to year. Hey, Adam, until this year, we were worried that JOK couldn't stay healthy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you it's never know from year to year. this long for JOK to be this person. We're still a little bit worried about Denzel Ward's health. Yes. You know, all of these things are in question to some degree. And so, again... Yeah, and you have no idea. Right now, everybody's happy. But what happens if somebody on that defensive front all of a sudden thinks that they're worth a lot more money or they want a lot more money or has somebody in his ear saying, don't do this, don't do that? You have no idea what's going to happen in the future. So again, enjoy this ride right now because it will never again be this exact team under these exact circumstances. Right. Yeah, And the victory lap thing is dicey because if the Big Steelers time. win this weekend – uh, which is possible, and the Browns lose, which is possible. They're a missed San Francisco field goal from having the exact same record. So, well, I mean, you could, I, you, you could I say that you about a lot that, of games. What I'm saying but, is we can't yeah. tap dance on Pittsburgh's grave no. because they may make the There's playoffs. no grave. Yeah. Yes, no, there's there no, gra- no grave. I'm I mean, finally, you're, I, done, you're out I'm of that I'm finally business. done saying the Steelers are going to finish under 500. I will say that they've been mediocre for a long time. That's fair. And I think it's a great I, – I, not only should they stick with Kenny Pickett next year, if I were the Steelers, I'd sign him to a long-term extension <laughs> and keep him as my quarterback for the next decade. We co-signed that. You know, I don't know that it's mediocre, but it's average. Yeah. Because remember, half yeah. of the teams make yeah. the playoffs. Okay, and they haven't won a playoff game in you know how long, and yep. they've only won three in the last 12 years. So all of those things, average – Yep. And that's not what you associate with the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. It's not. No, it's that's not true. on their brand. Aditi, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you. Um, one last question me. in 30 seconds. Yeah. Is Jim Harbaugh, the, I know you're doing the Chargers game this weekend. Is Jim Harbaugh the coach of the Chargers the second the national championship game ends? I don't know but if it's the second, but that sure would be a nice fit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would I, think it's, I think it's just, it, it's, it's, Inevitable. <laughs> it feels like it anyhow, so we'll see. And then Jim and John Could seeing each other in the AFC. And, uh, did you say, really quickly, I know I need to go and Bernie's waiting in the wings, but did you see the video of Jim and John Harbaugh's mo- mom and dad on the sideline? I heard it was good, game? but I missed it. Yeah, I didn't see um, it. Goodness. And Jim Harbaugh looks exactly like his dad. It's hysterical. Spitting image. Their mom is great. The whole thing is great. Jack and Jackie. Check it out. Yeah. Jack and Jackie, they're you're Ohio, aren't they? Ohio natives. They're they're, they're Falcon they're Flames. They met at Bowling Green, and I met my wife at Bowling Green. So we're in a very tight club. The Harbaugh's. There and I it is. Elbows. Hey, thank you. Please don't All wear right, purple tell again. Me I say hi. Once the and playoffs I'll start, please retire that purple sweater. What you okay? Mean? I got Jay, purple Kool Aid. Purple. By the way, Jay about? goes no. yachting with the Harbaugh's. They go yachting and skiing. <laughs> we're boating friends. Bye, Didi. Thanks, Didi. Why are you wearing purple, bro? What's this up? is a purple playoff. They're taking back purple. Well, I'm taking that back. All Y'all right. stole our colors. We stole Flacco and your colors, and we in the playoffs drinking that Kool-Aid. Stop playing with us. All right, what do you got, Mikey? I got a couple super chats, and we're going to bring Bernie in here. So, guys, you can start bringing Bernie in. Uh, a couple more we didn't get to. Brody's <laughs> bottom line says Bradley Chubb didn't get hurt. <laughs> Because he played versus Baltimore, he got hurt because his stupid coach left him in the game down 30. 
Brody also said DeMar died on the football field. Devoid See, Archangel. that's going to be the overwhelming story right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he died on the football field. Yeah, yeah. He it came back from that. the dead. Came to, he's hard to, yeah, but that's part of the that. story. What did you do as right. a player? You have to play well also. Comeback player of the year. So you have to have played to win that award. Co- not comeback cheerleader of the year. Sideline. Right. And, I, and we're not diminishing his story. No, it's great. I, like I said, you honor him by making a new award given yes. annually. Great. The DeMar Hamlin sure. Courage Award. Before we bring in Bernie, can we acknowledge I, I the two fact? More. Two more uh, Super Chats. I, I got Sorry. two more real quick. Corey yeah. McLaughlin says, Jay, lay off Baker. Uh, the Void <laughs> Archangel hating. says, Stop <laughs> what's a worse division, the NFC South or the, AF, uh, the AL Central? AL Central or NFC South? Yeah, NFC pretty South much. They're, they're pretty much the same. I mean. And real quick, Bull, can you name the top five reasons you'll hang up on a caller? Oh, we don't <laughs> have time for that now. I'll do that. I'll do that in overtime. Uh, but real quick, I find it funny that Mike has so little faith faith in Anthony that when he does the read every week as Bernie comes in, he has to say, "Now we can get Bernie set up." As if he's what he's doing is telling Anthony, "Do it now." You gotta just trust the people there, Mike. <laughs> Anthony's looking back; he's just waiting for the cue. Hey, he's like, "Look, yo, give it to me." But I got my, a good system. They're actually trying to be nice and get me up here first. Yeah, you know, speaking yeah, of, they, speaking they of, know I'm not coachable. Yeah. If you don't got it, <laughs> if you don't got it by now, yeah, go get it. I got, That's I got, it. I got two bags of the Bernie Kozar coffee. Oh, my yeah. wife, by the way, loves just it. Just ordered yeah. it. Yes, big time move. I didn't know, like, this is co-signed by somebody at, at the Cleveland Clinic. I'm like, this dude got say on a bag. Uh-huh. It's infused with nutrients. I drink, I don't, I'm not a big coffee drinker because yeah. I'm, I'm adverse to caffeine. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Thank it you. gave you the extra little pep. It got you yeah. some vitamins in there. My parents love it. They tried to take one of the bags with them. Said I ordered your own. <laughs> we need um, to get it in stores. It's, I know um, it's available it is, on Coast It's coming. It's coming. It's, it coming. It's, it's coming on stores. But Good. with the weather we have out here today, we, you need your vitamin D and resveratrol. That's, that's in right. Bernie, in we haven't seen sun in a week. December fifteenth was the last time we've had sun. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's nuts it's going on three weeks. So unfortunately, I'm not saying this for a sales line, but we won't see it for a while. And at least we'll, the next week, there's and, no sun. In the and forecast. in the Midwest, we're all vitamin D deficient this time that's of the year. So any way you could infuse and get your vitamin D, I highly recommend yes, it. Whether it's got, my right. stuff or not. We're you all need, deficient. Yeah. Um, we, we have to ask you to weigh in on what was the hot topic of today, and that's Comeback Player of the Year Award. You heard some of the stats. You heard some of the arguments. You, if you had a vote, who gets it? Well, I spent my first podcast That's uh, right. Thank with you, Adam the Bull it's here. Blow it up. Blow it up. And had a blast with it. But I'm actually uh, kind of festive and laughing because – um, it's almost like this is the that's the type of question we used to do this whole century when the Browns weren't in the playoffs. <laughs> we, would o- we would OCD on this this now type we, of stuff. Yeah. So um, I I found it fascinating to to think about Baker and Matthew Stafford. But man, I am so, still so in on my Joe Flacco. Oh, so you agree with Flacco. Flacco. So, you vote for Joe. Joe so Flacco. I'm not saying I'm vote for. I just that's yeah. all like look at that's all I think about right now Listen, is the Browns and Joe Flacco. Too. I love like, it more than more yeah. than uh, the Baker story. But if you had a vote, who would get it? So, uh, and I'm trying to be on the fence and stuff because I like really all three quarterbacks. And what Baker's done this year, coming back and 
And a shout-out to kind of the old-school offense that's going out there. Tom Moore is an analyst-slash-coordinator down in Tampa. Yeah. Peyton Manning's a guru, yes. uh, OC guy. So he's done great stuff with, with Bake. And I concur with the, the, the division and the, the competition and stuff. I love how Matthew Stafford plays. I'm not just saying that to be nice to you, but I've always been all in on him. So I love him, too. I don't even know if he was regressed other than the team did around him. But, again, yeah. I'm, I've again almost uh, laser-focused with uh, health, family, and the holidays and the football part of it. I'm staring at that orange helmet right now, and all I could think about is how awesome Coach Stefanski and Joe Flacco have been yeah. this last six weeks. You didn't and give us an answer. No. He just said Flacco. I, give him Flacco. No, no, no. He said I wouldn't vote for Flacco, but I like that story. By the way, but listen. It, and it's like, hard. who are you voting for? Um, right now. There's no fence riding here, Burn. You know that. Well, like I said, I like all those quarterbacks, but I'll, I'm so fixated on what we're doing with Cleveland and Joe Flacco. Flacco. I'm Flacco. I so love him. You and, and the only reason why I'm hedging on the fence is because Joe said, hey, I wasn't, I'm not a comeback player. I was hanging out resting, so I don't want to insult him by saying it because he's 16 years of top-tier playing, and for him to come in here and just keep dominating yeah. like this, that's... It doesn't bother you that he's played in less than a third of the team's games. Oh, nothing about him and the Cleveland Browns bothers me right now. <laughs> Bro, like nothing bothers me If he about had played him. like this for four or five more games, it would be a no-brainer. Well, I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. I extrapolated his numbers. If you take his numbers for five games and yeah. spread them out over a season... He would have thro- he would throw for over forty touchdowns. But. However, <laughs> he'd have over twenty. How many? He had twenty five picks. I think he throw for five thousand yeah. five hundred yards, forty two <laughs> touchdowns, twenty nine picks. See, the twenty nine picks for me is dicey. For how many yards? Five thousand five hundred. Oh, stop playing with me. <laughs> see, 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 this is the thing, Bernie. They don't be getting this. See, when you when you got game managers that throw picks, you're in trouble. Because they don't have the skill set or the arm to get you back in the game. And he can dig himself out of his Joe own Joe Flacco. You're right on. Keep going. Joe yeah. Flacco will throw one and say, I got the courage and the arm to come back and throw a bomb. He and, has through five games. And, Let's hope right. that. That's, that's, why the the Bills, for that's why the Bills don't worry about Josh Allen. Yeah, right. He'll throw one, two, and he'll throw right through it and yeah. stuff. So, But, I, again, I'm still fixated on... I'm still loving who we're going to play in the playoffs, and we are for sure a playoff team right now. So how you even said the statement, if you would have, God, if Joe would have played four or five more games and you extrapolated out, man, you have this awesome stats, and maybe then he's comeback player of the year. And, and truthfully, and not to be an, a prick or anything, I got scared, and I said, like, I don't want Joe to have four or five more no, games. You're right. He's peaking right now. Yeah, he's peaking. Like, point. he's you're getting right. ready. So if Coach Stefanski and Joe Flacco yeah. do not think he needs to play he this bench week, him Sunday? Well, he is benched. Well, if they don't think he needs to play, I concur because nothing those two have done has been wrong right now. So his arm, like his arm after 16 uh, years in the league, um, at this time of year, we all would be saying it's great. It's the best it's been. It's not. So for him to have not taken all that wear and tear and for him to genuinely probably be telling the truth is awesome for us Browns fans. Yeah, one question about that. The last time this organization – played a game in the regular season in which they had already clinched a playoff spot, you were the quarterback. How did you guys manage that game? Because a lot of people say it's meaningless. Some people will say you want to keep winning. You don't want to break that. So how did you guys handle it? 
So this is old school days when the life was a lot different how you looked at things. So every day was a war, every game was. And I don't even want to say those type words here now. But I wanted to play, we played, we, that's how we got to our 12th win. And we kept the drill going. But at the end of the day, I was banged up, we were sore, we missed some guys towards the end of the year. So it's a balance and I love how Coach Stefanski and, and Andrew Barry and the team are trying to um, um, figure out what's perfectly right yeah. because we have now again we said it the last couple weeks nobody wants to play the Cleveland Browns right Bernie, now let me ask you my, we talked before about like Miles Garrett wants to the defensive player of the year Kevin Stefanski doesn't want Miles Garrett to play if if Kevin Stefanski's like Miles you're not playing and Miles comes to me and says coach I really want to play this game I can rack up some sacks like what do you say if you're the coach so I actually think the team has kind of overridden all this right now. Yeah. I'd be hard-pressed to believe that an individual who's a great team guy like right. that is going to have an individual meeting with the head coach and say, hey, bro, I could use a few more sacks yeah. or I could use a few more scores. But I he mean, has come out publicly numerous times well, and during he the wants se- this award. And, it uh, and, and it does mean a lot. It's just, is he going to get it? Okay. And, and – what is, is he really going to come ask for I don't it? think he would. So I, I love the fact that he wants to play. Um, he is massively essential to what happens in yeah. January right now. So shoulders, the, all those little things. I, I, that's one guy I would absolutely err on the side of caution. He looks with. like, you look at that picture of him throwing the football. He looks like a freaking cartoon character. I don't yeah, know if we can go back silly. to that picture. And have you ever seen a player play. that... Like we'll put up incredible looking as Miles Garrett. <laughs> I mean, he is he is incredible. Uh, He's a physical marvel. Uh, we're coming from comeback player of the year to our shower skills. <laughs> I showered with sixty males. Okay, so it's <laughs> part of the best looking guy in the shower. It's part of why it's part of, yeah. it's part of why I say you matter and you need a lot of self confidence and yeah. self esteem <laughs> to be able to shower there with all look the boys, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, look at this guy. It was ridiculous. Me? Well, now you got me scared. I'm thinking of, uh, that's not how I looked in the shower. I'm guessing Leroy didn't look like that. Hey, Bernie, I got to get off the shower game. Bro. Yeah, Bernie, <laughs> I have a question for Bernie. And we talked about this, and Flacco is going to rest. And I was a little hesitant to rest Flacco because whatever he's doing right now, as you alluded to, is working. He's in the zone. He's in the rhythm. Mm-hmm. From a quarterback standpoint, when you're in that zone, does an extra week off – can that take you out of the take you out of the proverbial zone, or is is the proverbial zone just not even real? So uh, I I wrestle with that same set of questions and the same way of thinking about it. Um, like we had said earlier, I like playing. I want to keep playing with it, but it's a mindset of it. And so if depending on what Joe's mindset is and his ability to handle it, and Coach Stefanski. Um, I was the guy that erred on the side of playing. I unfortunately erred on the side of wanting the guys around me to play. And then I erred on the side of getting them guys and me hurt. So, that, <laughs> so it's not always right. And well, stuff. Bradley but, Chubb from Miami gets hurt in a 30-point blowout. Yeah. Right. And everybody in Miami right now is asking one question. Mike, what are you doing? Why is he on the field during that? So, and, and things, and Coach Stefanski said, you can't rest everybody. So I absolutely get that. So... I wanted to play, but then also when the games weren't meaningful and you were just playing to play to stay in tune, 
Um, it's actually sometimes harder because you could actually get yourself hurt. Yeah, I was going to say, are you more likely to get hurt? Because you're not as intense. So, like, in preseason games and in games where I knew didn't matter, like the game that I played when the playoffs were on the line, you're just not as into it. So if Joe Flacco could have another level of intensity and say as into it, but then you still are risking it. So I believe he's got the uh, the maturity you know, and the gifts to be able to, let, to let me, make let me, that decision. Let me give you this, Bernie. Um, I want to see if you caught this. Um, during the game uh, against the Jets, Joe Flacco um, drops back. He threw the football, and uh, Cedric Tillman ran the wrong route. And you saw the animated Joe Oof. Flacco. Yeah. And the thing about All right, him, my man. And yep. the thing about him being animated, I I loved it because it was almost saying, honeymoon's over. He's taking control of the huddle and yep. he's the leader. Mm-hmm. And for him to admonish him at that point shows me that he's getting comfortable to a point where he's taking ownership. What, what how, you know? What did you see in that interaction, and what did you think uh, when, when when you saw that on the on the screen? All right, he's the man. I love it. Okay, I love it so much, and I could get a little lengthy here in my uh, answer for that. And first, let me say with number nineteen, Cedric Tillman and stuff. I love how that rookie's using his hands and the way he goes after it, and his strong hands for a rookie. And I'm not sure I was all in on the Donovan Peoples trade earlier in the year, but I see why now because they wanted Tillman to get on the field and stuff and start making some plays. So that being said, before I crucify him, you could see Drew, uh, Joe was really PO'd off because, and that gives Coach Stefanski a lot of credit, calling a play to, to a rook on fourth down like that and Joe believing him shows that that probably was a cool draft pick and that kid's been really aspiring so for the future having a younger receiver like that that they believe could throw on fourth down like that but there are hard and fast rules Moses came down with the Ten Commandments and gave us ten laws as quarterbacks have about a dozen of them and when it is when you're throwing in the middle of the field on fourth down in my day you can never throw from the chest up because you would get decapitated and killed. But now you're not allowed to kill the defenseless receiver. So either it's got to be the high throw, which is, I believe, what Joe was trying to get to him, or thou must cross the face of the inside slot defender. So it's either got to be up high and go get it, or he did not cross the face of the defender. And that's, again, I'm trying to be funny, but that's punishable by death. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> As quarterbacks and receivers, I love you all my receivers. And you guys, you guys know, what, you know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> and there's a communication. And for him to do that and know it, okay, and then feel comfortable, you know, being the leader, he's the leader right now. Yeah. He's the leader. It's awesome. Yeah. It's Bernie, good stuff. So let's talk about a guy who's not made a lot of mistakes in a very long time. Your guy. Mm-hmm. David Njoku, I don't know if you uh, saw this, but last night he got picked for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. One of the two tight ends in the Pro Bowl, along with Travis Kelsey. You've loved this guy forever, and he has put it all together this year as one of the two best tight ends in the AFC. Isn't it gorgeous that we're talking about 11 guys on our Cleveland yeah. Browns? Five starters, six alternates. And um, let me you know, continue the David Njoku uh, chief bandwagon because the the – the play on the field is unbelievable. The play off the field, his yak yards after the yeah, catch crazy. Uh, is is glaringly awesome. But again, I'll go to the little things that he's doing on top of those big things. Boy, 
we're struggling again with the injuries at the tackle position and the way he's blocking a two-way player. He's dominating the line of scrimmage. I mean, the Jets have a top-tier defense, and it was was, um, neutralized by Joe Flacco and guys like David Njoku. And David, the way he's blocking and running right now, I mean, that's he's special. Is he it? Is. A, is, I know that he had a good start to the season with all these other quarterbacks, but it seems that Joe Flacco has unlocked another, another level to Njoku. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And um, one of the things that I'm super biased towards is um, I really love Coach Stefanski's offense. And and Joe Flacco in the Coach Stefanski offense with play-action pass and a deep understanding of protections and checkdowns. And one of the big things that, again, I'm not trying to take all this credit for it, but me and Chief spent a lot of time together over the last four or five years, especially during COVID and stuff. So really talking to you young tight ends out there to develop that rapport with your quarterbacks and to talk with them. And a lot of times, half the time, tight ends don't go out in six, seven, eight-man protection schemes. And understanding your checkdowns and understanding guys right in front of you and developing that rapport. So in adverse situations, you know who your security blanket is. David Njoku did that with Backwood Baker and stuff. He tried to do it. He's really evolved, and he's hit the, the, the nirvana sweet spot of it with Joe Flacco. And because Joe is a a play-action, deep-throwing guy. We love our checkdowns in front of us. So I don't want to look dumb on TV here. but So I'm going to look above the camera, but the checkdowns are in front of us. Why we were talking about Joe could throw a pick and then come right back at it, who cares, and look down the field because he's looking down the field because he can wait that extra two-tenths, three-tenths of a second. And if, it, if Amari Cooper isn't there, uh, Elijah Moore, boom, right to Chief. And that's what's happened. I mean, we had a third and 15 check down. Go for 25 yeah. yards yes. against the yeah, Jets. That God, that's like, that's like Christmas morning for us <laughs> quarterbacks. We've talked a lot about, you know, what, what happens with Flacco. You know, will he bring him back next year? It's likely that someone else is I'll be his agent. I'm bringing him back. I, I'm with you. I'm, I love him. I, I'm totally with you. I think that, you know, he's proven that he's going to be a safety net. There are others that say it might be a problem for Deshaun. Let me ask the question this way. Let's just say Flacco does go away. The one thing to me that we've learned from this experiment is Stefanski's offense has clearly been its best with Baker in the playoff year and with Flacco right now. We know that he has always deferred to what the quarterback wants to do. Stefanski has said that many times. I got to get with Deshaun and give him things that he's comfortable with. That's great. I understand that. But what we've seen from Stefanski's sort of morphing offense is that this is the best version of it. I think the best thing that could come from this is Deshaun watching this and saying, oh, I get it now. You can have success under center, play action. Maybe they just take Deshaun and plug him in to this version of the offense, which is clearly different than the one he ran, and Deshaun can have the same success that Baker had in it and that Flacco is having in it. Let's stick with this offense. Is that a possibility? So I absolutely am all in on Deshaun and all in on Joe. And that's not trying to play the, the fence on it. I absolutely think, and it's not a, it's not a Deshaun indictment. This is a league uh, indictment, a system indictment. Almost nobody uh, played this type of system that liked you 
six weeks ago to three years ago. And right. Stefanski, you had to justify. You sat in all kinds of meetings, shows, cocktail parties, having to justify why this is a damn good system. So really, it's not Deshaun's fault. The league in the world doesn't like uh, this system up until about the last month or so. So to your astute point, um, I so believe that we're all always trying to learn, and we also try to keep adding to our game, and I believe Deshaun is going to see how that adds to his game with that. And I actually think that um, Deshaun, Joe, and Kevin Stefanski, look, at this is a long year uh, football season. To have all of us together, I mean, that is, that is heaven you're, for the Cleveland Browns in 2024. You're a perfect example of why it would work. I don't understand why people keep saying First of all, Deshaun wouldn't have a problem with it. Unequivocally, he, he's a student in the game. He would not have a problem with it. Yeah. Not even a thought. Third, I'm going to go to stick, skip to all the way to the third. Bernie Kosar was on the Miami Dolphins with, with Dan Marino, two of the best minds in the world. They didn't have no problem. Why would you not? And, and Bernie was calling plays. He was di- so think about it. You had Dan that's where I really that's really where I like to see us go right. with it. Like but, right, when me with Troy, for a mind he, see, right. Here's yeah. what I heard. Okay, here's what I heard. That the problem is because obviously you'd like to have Joe Flacco back as your backup quarterback next year. You've been in the locker room. You tell me. I have heard that the problem is that if Watson doesn't play well. There's going to be guys in the locker room being like, why are we not playing Flacco? And that could be a problem. So, um, that's a fair point. But there's guys that aren't going to like us if we suck anyways. Okay, so if we aren't playing up to tier, okay, this will be an issue whether Joe's on the team or not. If, if it does not play good, actually, I think it could be more of an issue with it. So I, I, I believe there would be, to your, your point, G. Bush, look, we, we don't like, the, we love harmonious success. And to see that uh, if, if Joe could help me and I'm Deshaun, I'm all in on it. And I, I say this bad joke, and it's terrible around the holidays, but when it comes to football and stuff, if somebody could help you and stuff, you're going to cut Jesus and you're going to hire the devil, okay, to come in and help you. <laughs> That's so, the mentality of the league. I mean, that is the uh, sickness of, of the way it. you look. I, I hate saying that on TV. The devil runs a fast 40. If Joe could teach, there's so many different things like, yeah. you know, footwork, play action game. What are you looking at pre snap, post snap, the way you study? Think about this. You got a guy who came off his couch. And came into the league yeah. of elite people and dominant and is dominating. You know, I, Why, but here's the thing. Yeah. Let me finish this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But if if you have that, I want to know how you were able to do that. I would too. I'm not. I, <laughs> listen, at this point, I would, I'm with you guys. I would bring Flacco back. I'm just, you know, we can talk a little and more I, about it. I understand. It, it is human nature. Whenever yeah. there's a situation where your understudy starts outperforming you, it's human nature to say, "Wow, is this dude here to take my job?" And in a lot of scenarios, Bull, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I mean, look at Brett Favre, how sticky he got with when mm-hmm. they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Look at Aaron Rodgers, how sticky he got when they drafted Jordan Love. Mm. They don't like it when the replacement is in the room. However, this case yeah. is different, and here's why. It's not like he's in a contract year and playing for dollars. To, to quote you, he's got his bag. Got and he's going to be a millionaire the rest it. of his life. Yeah. No matter what happens, he has secured 
his financial future. I would want the personality that says, bring the competition. I would want that. Bring it. And I concur with you. And I actually think, too, that would help actually the situation is, again, I'm going to show my age and stuff, but almost like my biggest brother, my best friend in the whole world who helped me was Gary Danielson. And there's a separation of maybe 10 years in our life. Okay, there's a separation of age between Joe Flacco and Deshaun Watson that I really think will help alleviate this issue. Um, Joe will be 17 years next year. One of the things why I lust and love after uh, him this year is, and what we started talking about here is that he hasn't broken down because he's played about a half dozen games. Right. You know, that's a long season. Look, right. we've gone through four. Right. We're going to have our fifth starting quarterback yeah, win yeah, a game yeah. to win a 12th game for only the second time in Brown's history. So you need these guys. So I really believe the, the stars are going to be aligned and hopefully maturity plays in that, that we could all you get. You embraced Gary Danielson. And yeah. I already know the answer oh. to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyhow. How influential was Gary Danielson on your long-term career and success? It's everything for it. And even my, my, my life afterwards, the, that influence when you have somebody like that to where at the tightest, toughest parts of your life, look, at we're all trying to pretend we're cool. We're sitting here on TV trying to look into the camera, being smart and articulate and, and productive and stuff. It's the same as young quarterbacks. And when you're not in, and we have to act like that, and then you have a guy who actually teaches you how to do it and his selflessness, and he um, imparts his wisdom on you, you can't thank him enough. And I believe that Joe Flacco has that kind of spirituality and gift in him because he could have held our Browns hostage. I mean, look at that crap contract he signed. Yeah. I know. He got Crazy. nothing. Right. I mean, he's playing for free. What a great brother. Like, come on. Like, this guy's a yeah. giver. Like, but, this is a gift for us here. By the way, guys, it's not going to matter because when Flacco wins the Super Bowl, he's going to ride into the sunset. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, no way. No, no, no way. No, that's it. No, that's you hang it up. Peyton Manning. That's the catch 22. Yeah. <laughs> Manning no. retired. Yeah, but Manning was a bad quarterback at that time. Manning was not. That was the worst season he'd had since his rookie year. Agreed, but they would have brought him back if he wanted to. Bernie, help me out here. If you're 38 years old and you win a Super Bowl and you've played at an MVP caliber level for five weeks, I'm I'm not retiring. Think about what you're doing right now. You're arguing that instead of... You didn't argue that the Browns could win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Think about that, that for a minute. No, I did. I was, remember when we said, what are their odds they win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I, I told you and you said, you're out of your tree. Remember that? No, I'm saying you're not. You're so, not. The, the fact that you're not even saying it's crazy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no. Is I, exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad that we're in that position. But, man, if I'm Joe Flacco and I, I carry this to a Super Bowl, there's no way I walk. You don't think he's going to walk off? Well, there's too much money on yeah. the table to not walk. Well, you could see money's not relevant as as big a factor with him, or he would have held us up. Sure. You know, for that, and and one thing I I, 
I'm not putting myself in Joe Flacco's shoes, but I want to because it's so much fun and you're so <laughs> awesome, brother, and stuff. But it, that question, because I'm trying to answer it from a Joe's perspective, and I'm not trying to hedge on it, there's, I guarantee you, he's not thinking one second no. about it. Forget that. His love and he's lust the for the that's moment. Yeah. And, that's, and that's contagious to the locker room. That's contagious to the organization. And that's so friggin' dangerous to that's any it. team, any city. We're gonna, any city we're going to fly into, brothers, you don't yeah. want to see us. We're out of time. Is Bernie, are you sticking around for overtime? I can no? hang around a little. Yeah. yeah. All right, go no, ahead. We're going to do that test run of the FanDuel thing. So, oh, fortunately, okay. we got to uh, okay. thank you, Bernie, but we wow. got to. All right, Bernie, awesome you later. stuff. Happy uh, New Year. You guys are throwing me out then? Yeah, well, don't, yeah scare, don't throw Bernie out. Let's <laughs> test run it another time. Well, I think time. we're doing an NBA Bye. topic. I don't think Bernie wants to talk uh, about you know what? We'll, we'll just do it next week. We'll just throw it to next week. Yeah. Stick around. Bernie, stick around. Call it executive decision. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.